Arnold Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. No, it really isn't, Roger. I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Hello and welcome back, all you hookers and slicers out there, to another episode of the Downswing Golf Podcast, presented by 4Champ. I am one of your hosts, Stan Play Clay, and with me, as always, is Nick the Stick, back again, coming at you. Nick, he's ready to go. Show number two in 2022. Oh, baby. Yeah. Ready to rock, ready to... You know, wish I was getting ready to play some golf, but for now, still watching. It's a long, it's the long game right now. You're getting ready. It's just, it's a long getting ready. I'm working you, on. Some you've things. showed up. You've showed up at the uh, course four hours before your tee time. You're, uh, you're stretching out right now. You're so, still in that phase. It is the long stretch. <laughs> uh, a little too. A little too long for me, but you know, such is life. The, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, working on some things. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's nice to have a break, but it's kind of a little bit too long because my dad is out. Like he just went on a, a buddy's golf trip, but oh, he's where to? Uh, Tucson or no Arizona? Um, Tucson's in Arizona. Yeah, but I, it was south of there. It was south outside. of Tucson. That's like Mexico. Uh, I mean, it could it could be south of Tucson. <laughs> I'm sure there's room. <laughs> there's a buffer area. Yeah, but Tucson's pretty pretty far south in Arizona. Yeah, and I think he drove through there, but I th- um, yeah, it was somewhere in that vicinity. But now I don't know if it was the actual city of Tucson. Gotcha. I mean, there's um, a lot of good golf in Tucson. Yeah, it's where the uh, University of Arizona is. Yep. Yeah. No, and um, yeah, but he's uh. I don't know. He's he's getting burned out. He hasn't really had a break. He's like, he's been in Colorado golfing, and then I mean, he just, uh, I, I, he might just need a break because he's he's not uh, the putts aren't falling. The, yeah. You know, he, he's not making as many as he thinks he deserves. <laughs> yeah, I think we all feel that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, he is he is also getting up there in age. You know, you might need to refresh a little bit. You know, or recharge a little bit more often. Take a take a little bit longer break every now and then. Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot to be said that the pros, you know, they take a month off or two, and you know, here and there, and they don't touch their clubs. And like, I think it really re- rejuvenates. And you know, like, I mean, if you're just grinding every single day, and it's just it's not going well for you. I mean, yeah, you'll get burned out. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's true with anything in life whether it's golf or your job or or whatever you're doing like you can't really do something all the time it just it's not going to work it's not going to happen you're going to get burnt out yeah so exactly. yeah the yeah pj tour players they don't play every single week they're they're picking and choosing what events they play they only play probably like 20 events a year at like most i mean unless you the guys are you know at the bottom of the the totem pole and they need to get you know points and and you know to keep their tour card but if you're safely on the pga tour like you're not you're not playing every 
every week or every other week for that matter, really. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I mean, those are the best guys in the world. I mean, so, I mean, their strategy is one thing. And then, you know, how do how do we get better? How do, like, regular amateurs get better? You know, I mean, you get, you got to spend hours, you know, working on certain parts of your game, figure out the weaknesses and the strengths. And then, you know, it's a game of muscle memory. So you, you got to, like, it's almost like you got to peak for the summer and, you know, get warmed up. But then you know, how often do you take breaks and, yeah but, but still stay you know like sharp uh with your wedges and your putter and stuff yeah it's it's one thing for people like your dad who are living in a climate where they can golf year-round basically and yeah. and so you have a little bit more flexibility with that for us who live you know up here where it snows and the golf season is definitely not year-round it's a little bit more pressure is like we got to take advantage of the amount of time we do get you know to play golf yeah um so it's a little bit tougher from that standpoint but still you know it's still a good idea to if you can find a week or something where maybe take it a little bit lighter or something maybe you work on instead of getting out and playing or whatever maybe you maybe you get some massages or something maybe you you know work work your body a little bit to, you know, to get more flexible or something, because that's, that's an important piece that a lot of, a lot of amateur golfers neglect. I mean, that's, that's a big thing with tour golf nowadays, pro golf. Like it used to not be a thing. And then Tiger Woods came on the scene and things changed quite drastically. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Massages, you know, the works, get all that. Relaxation therapist. Um, Exactly. But no, you do. You got to take care of your body. I mean, they're like the the physical getting stronger, and then the flexibility, and the balance, and you know, working. I mean, I'm I'm deep in the the weeds of trying to work on the mental the mental game, um, and breathing type stuff, along mm-hmm. with you know chasing some speed and yeah. Um, but mix it up a little bit is is what I'm saying that you know. It, it might not be a complete like break from the game, but you can mix it up so you're not doing the same thing you've been doing. Like especially if you get into a rut, you can right. like let me let me just switch lanes a little bit. Maybe this will help get me out of it. You know, get my mind off it, doing something else, and then I'll come back to it in a week, and we'll go from there. You know, that's yeah. a strategy. It is. I would agree. It's it is a strategy. Uh, but <laughs> see, see, the his problem is though, like all he wants to do is play golf and he's in climates where he can do that. And so he like, if he doesn't golf, he's just going to like sit around and be bored. Like he doesn't yeah, really, I mean, that's, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. And so, and he's retired. So he right. can do that. And, um, so how do you like talk him out of it? Well, maybe it, it, maybe you go a different strategy. You know, there's multiple strategies, Nick. I don't know if you knew this, multiple yeah there's multiple what uh maybe a different strategy would he could still go out and play golf but maybe a different kind of golf maybe switch up the tees maybe switch up the game he's playing maybe you know just switch up how he's playing the game maybe try and have more fun rather than chasing a score yeah well and is yeah and it's funny you mentioned that because i told him like before the round well 
and even or if he had if he had the chance to have a fun round um the problem is that they're they're playing money games and so oh, yeah um. like <laughs> there is no it's not fun like it feels like they're always grinding because they always want to win you know they're so worried about winning four dollars that they're like but anyways i was like my strategy for him was because his putting was just he's not happy with so i was like do do nine holes where you putt with your eyes closed and nine holes where you look at the hole while you're putting and just you know change it up like do something completely different like to your point just throw a curveball in there or maybe you know just do nine holes where you're putting exclusively with your three hybrid or something your three wood yeah. Was it last year? I don't. I can't remember the <laughs> tour player. Was it Sung J? It might have been Sung JM. Could have been somebody else. But he like broke his putter. Like with four or five holes left. Yeah. And then he 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 putted with his three wood. And I mean, he two putted every single time. It was like for a lot of amateur golfers, that could be the strategy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know. It'll it'll challenge you to adapt. You got focus. Um, was it? It looks like it was Siwoo Kim. Oh, Siwoo Kim. That's who it was. Yep, you're right. Yeah, he knew he was Asian. I mean, three, three names, three syllables. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I knew it started the nest though. It was at the Masters. Oh yeah, that's right. Now it's coming back to you. Yeah. On day two, Friday. I mean, it makes me feel a little bit better that I remembered it. And it wasn't just like, you know, only a couple months ago. It was almost like a year ago now that that happened. Uh-huh. So, so memory's not as bad as it possibly could be. Yeah. Could always. You knew there was something there, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> time flies. Like, I don't know. Like, they. The the twenty twenty one and done uh, with Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg, which is hilarious if you haven't seen it. But they when they're going over all the stuff that happened this last year, like it feels like it was three years ago and it was just right. months ago. It's crazy how fast time flies. Like even Tiger, like he's almost had his leg amputated. Now he's back playing, and that was only nine months ago. Right. Yeah. Or I guess now it's eleven months. Still, I mean, just. Within a year, within one calendar year, yeah, he almost died, broke his, completely shattered his leg, and then rehabbed back and is playing. Yeah, it's that's been a that's been a theme these past couple years. Yeah, is it really like? Are, is it like one of those things where old people are like, oh, not like it was in my day, or is it? <laughs> like you know time flying faster and is it real is that like i mean it can't it can't technically fly faster but why does it because you and i aren't the only ones i've talked to many people about this like over since covid since the pandemic it just feels like there's more stuff happening all the time and maybe that's why it just all gets jumbled around and yeah i don't know i'm not a i'm not i'm not albert einstein so uh I can't really talk about the theory of relativity and how time bends or anything like that. So the space-time continu- continuum, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna Love work. To. But you know what I can talk about? 
I can talk about these picks, that, these picks that we had. The Sony Open is what we can talk about. That's that's where we can go here. Uh, speaking of Sung JM, he was your, he was your pick to win. Uh, he did not win, nor did he putt with his three hybrid or three wood. Uh, two under miscut, which uh, not the greatest pick there, but. I can't really say a whole lot better considering my no. pick to win. Also finished minus two miscut Cameron Smith, who, by the way, the previous week uh, won with 34 under par. To go 34 under par and then a miscut two under par the following week in, you know, the same state in Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, that's just, that's, that's just nuts to think about, like, how even for the best players – of this game, how different a week can be with your golf game or with how you score. Yeah. Like it's, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, with this, I mean, there were still quite a few low scores for him to completely miss the cut. I mean, winning back to back is tough, you know, I mean, and playing at yeah. a high level, you know, sometimes there's a mental letdown. Like, I mean, you put so into much into winning, but I mean, yeah, or he just he he won and he didn't care as much. Or yeah, like, maybe 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 like I said, maybe he's go maybe he just hung out at the beach. He was like, I already won. This is a successful trip. He was out there fishing and oh, celebrating. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I don't blame him. Broke the record. You're in Hawaii. Yeah, I got one more. Show up. If I play well, I play well. Otherwise, this if has been not, a successful trip. Still a winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hard to, but. I mean, you figure he's trying. And yeah, so, no, he's definitely not just, you know, not trying out there. <laughs> so to go from 34 under to 2 under, I mean, yeah, just shows you, yeah, it's just a hard game. It's a hard game. Uh, our other picks, though, were, were pretty good, much better than our, our top dog picks. Uh, our dark horses, especially, you. especially, especially me. Uh, you had Corey Connors, a dark horse. He finished 16 under. Pretty pretty respectable score there. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I had Russell Henley, who finished at 23 under and almost won. He was leading for a good chunk of the tournament and then uh, ended up losing to Hideki Matsuyama uh, in the playoff, which uh, that was a hell of a shot by Hideki. Unbelievable. <laughs> that, that playoff hole. <laughs> Par yeah, five, that, three wood. That was crazy. Stuck it. <laughs> yeah, literally. I mean, hitting a three foot that uh, a three wood, two hundred seventy seven yards that stops within ten feet is just nuts. Like yeah. And I'm gonna have to research it, but I didn't realize that they have like they measure the smash factors on drivers, but they don't do that on three woods. Like. I'm a, I'm gonna have to go buy this Strixon. Strixon's gonna sell ten thousand three woods this week. That's what I'm saying. Like the last uh, last couple of years, before I really kind of put a focus into hitting my driver, like I was hitting the three wood off the tee, and I was I was hitting it. I felt like I wasn't really losing a whole lot of yardage with it, um, especially with how I was hitting my driver. Um, I've gained a little bit of yardage with the driver now that. I'm, hitting it a little bit better but but three wood was like yeah it just felt great like felt like i could just rip it 
smash it out there. And yeah. I'm sure it's the same feeling with a lot of these these pros are. Yeah, you were like Hideki. Yeah, I was exactly like Hideki. <laughs> I would I would hit a perfect shot and then and just like be in disgust with it before it landed. I thought it would be awful and it'd be yeah, I would stick it from two two seventy to ten feet. Tap, tap a needle five, to win in a playoff. Yeah. Oh. No problem. <laughs> That was, the, that was the craziest thing about Hideki when he first came on tour. Not not only his pause and his swing, but the fact that like he would just get disgusted with like perfect shots. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he doesn't like this one. Just sticks to like a foot. Like, what are you doing, Hideki? <laughs> yeah. Get a grip. He's and he has. A, he has. He's got a smaller tolerance for errors. But he, he, he your, seems... Your tolerance is much larger. Sure, but he's he's calmed it down in that sense too. He's gotten rid of the 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 pause at the swing. He's gotten rid of the disgust after great shots. He's won a Masters. He's now won a Sony Open. I mean, the guys. The evolution of of Hideki. Yeah, he's on he's on the right path. The I've path of liked, greatness. That's what I've he's always, on. I've always liked his game, though. Oh yeah, his game's been great. It's just the some weird things that he just did it was like yeah i mean technically nothing like wrong with it but it was like yeah, come on <laughs> and he has come down yeah he had came on whatever english it's all right yeah yeah and he i mean he's you know but he still pretends not to speak english <laughs> that's that's probably my favorite aspect about him <laughs> <laughs> if I was if I was, you know, in a in a country where and I knew the language but it you know wasn't my first language and I had the option to just, you know, not have to speak it in interviews, just have someone else say it, I would totally do that. That would I mean why not? <laughs> Tell them I'm better than all of you. I am a golfing <laughs> god. <laughs> I am the golden god of golf. No, but for real, just tell them I played well and <laughs> hey, I, I, hit, I hit the ball. I hit the ball well. I hit the ball in the hole. You know, I made more putts than everyone else. Yeah, I, I just you know I hit I hit fewer shots. That was really the key to me winning. It's a simple. Sometimes it's a simple game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that would be. That, that is funny that he just doesn't want to talk to the media. And I mean, yeah, some guys do, some guys don't. But yeah, it's a beautiful strategy because there's no way I buy that he doesn't know English. No, he he definitely does. <laughs> but uh, you know who does know English and will speak it? Uh, your your pick for the trunk slammer. Jared swamming the trunk Sawada finished in last place. He was the trunk <clears throat> slammer this week. Nick, <sighs> great pick. I think great. that's the, it's phenomenal. I think that's, that's the first, first time pick yeah. in two years that we've come in dead last. Yeah, well done. Well they actually finished both days and was numero lasto. Yeah, I had uh, I had Curtis Thompson who. I mean, he missed the cut, but wasn't wasn't quite the trunk slammer that that you 
that you picked. I mean, no, bravo, sir, bravo. Thank you. I'm I'm very proud of that. Actually, that's I'm gonna it's gonna go on my my resume, um, my downswing podcast resume. Fantastic. Um, that uh, yeah, we've been picking for a long time. No one's ever got it. No. I mean, it's it's hard to pick. It's who's hard. Gonna, who's gonna do the worst? As it is, who's gonna do the best? Yeah, and and this week we almost got both in the same week. Just, yes, Russell Ooh. just ah couldn't Ooh, win the playoff. That would have been ridiculous. I came through with my end. I don't know what I happened know. to you. Look, I sometimes you just come up short. Sometimes you give it your all and it just doesn't work out. Yeah, I came up sh- a little short from two seventy seven. <laughs> unlike, I mean, still unlike Hideki. Russell still had a bogey on that par five, so Hideki could have just, you know, pretty, yeah, just putted it from 270 and still probably won. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would have been, I would have loved to see that as well. Yeah. Speaking of putting, you know what I forgot to mention last week? What's that? We talked about things that we were looking forward to this year. And the and the probably the well, <laughs> I don't know if it's the biggest, but it's up there. Yeah, um, I don't really like to rank, you know, the things I'm looking forward to. But this is a pretty big one. Uh, yeah, I'm getting a I'm getting a putting green installed in my backyard, so uh, it's a it's a pretty big thing that I'm looking forward to for I'm sure. I'm getting a little putting green in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you look out there. There's snow right now. It's like not really in the forefront of my mind, but. Yeah, that's gonna be pretty sweet. Seriously, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked about it. Yeah, um, not gonna be. Yeah, it's a, it's a modest, modest little practice area. Uh, maybe not quite as good as some other guys. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Uh, I think PJ memes are putting out some videos on YouTube there, going through some some players, pro players, practice facilities. Those are kind of uh, kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, no, those guys. It's amazing the cool shit you can do with unlimited money. Um, yeah, you're telling me. <laughs> yeah, they they had some incredible facilities that. Uh, <clears throat> I liked uh, Jason Days was actually my favorite though. The whole yeah. golf barn. Yeah, that was a good one. That was cool. And then and then he's in Ohio, so he has like an indoor outdoor. Right, mix that he can open the door, and then he had bunkers, and I think there was different sand from the different yeah. from the different majors that he yeah. had brought in to practice the bunker shots from different uh, majors that year, or right, uh, yeah. I mean, um, which is incredible. And then some features that are like courses uh, out there, but yeah, I just the imagination and yeah what what you can do with uh with unlimited money um that this is uh this is pretty awesome the um yeah just the whole setup with the workout facility you know it's the guest room he's got a bar his trophy case he's actually got the the virtual simulator right there yeah yeah just yeah couldn't draw it up any better yeah, and I, I agree. I do like I do like that kind of barn aesthetic too. That it, you know it is. I mean, it reminds it reminds me of you know like Sand Valley is basically kind of barn shaped, uh, you know, facility or uh, buildings. But it's it's just kind of like a 
it's a cool aesthetic. It, oh yeah. It's nothing like it's nothing fancy. It's just like it's like. I mean, I thought it was pretty fancy. I mean, it's fancy. It's fancy. Don't get me wrong, but it's not like a, you know, it's like it's one thing if it's kind of like a barn shaped. It's another if it's if it's looking like a McMansion out there or something. You know, something like yeah. a lot more stylized or just has like some like features as like oh yeah that building is uh that's got some marble on there you know there's a lot of a lot of money there it's the greatest marble ever it's a great it's huge marble um (laughs) but like yeah it's a it's a fancy barn but like the fanciness is because of what's in like the gulf that's inside it yeah and like it's not it's not over the top fancy it's like practical golf and then yeah, you got the spare bedroom or the, whatever. You got the bar there, but it's it's all like it's low key fancy, is what functional. I'm trying to say. I mean, it's yeah, functionally it fancy. Looks, it looks amazing. Like yeah, it's great. Got the I mean, garage door opening up. You to the can outside. even have the house. I'll I'll be out at the barn. Oh yeah, for sure. For I'm just sure. gonna live out there. Oh yeah. Just send the kids over every couple of days. Oh, just... he was saying. Didn't like when the tournament is close by, like at the uh, memorial, yeah. right? He he actually stays in the RV rather than in the driveway. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, especially with the yeah that that barn there. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I'd say I don't know if I'd stay in the RV. <laughs> Some home home field advantage, you know, stay in your uh, stay in your bed or stay in like a. A non-RV bed. I mean, I'm sure that RV is better than my bed. Oh yeah, I mean, it's 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 a probably a nice RV. Yeah, and yeah, they're probably high end as, as much as you can get. I mean, it's nice that he's just doing it. Like, who knows what we would do? But I mean, if it's superstition, like, yeah, hard to, hard to argue with that. He just wants to. True. As athletes, you know, we all get superstitious. Yeah. I think, I think most of us get superstitious over one or two things, like, and yeah. it doesn't make sense to anyone else, and it doesn't need to. Yeah, I mean, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious, you know. But, uh, I mean, it's not like Jason's really won a whole lot of events lately, though, so, you know, maybe switch it up a little bit. So you're saying it's just not working for him? I'm not saying it's not working. I'm saying... Maybe, uh... Well, that's basically what you just said. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not working. I'm just saying there, maybe there's something better. There's a difference between something, you know, that's going to win you something, something that's, you know, working, but not going to win you something, and something that's just not working. Like, there's differences. There's levels there. Uh-huh. It's like everything. It's on the spectrum. Oh, yeah. There's a... There's a range. There's a range. Speaking of ranges, where we were just at, <laughs> the only other really cool one I've seen uh, in the last few months is, as I went down the uh, YouTube rabbit hole, was um, Arizona State. Um, I've oh, been yeah. out there a long time ago. Haven't been there in a while. Over in Tempe. But yeah, their new facility, the Bird, with yeah. the Phil and Amy Mickelson practice facility, like couple things that just stood out to me like what amazing but they have um they have targets out there every 15 yards starting at like 30 out to like 130 Mm -hmm. every 15 yards and then the greens progressively 
get smaller the closer you get to them. But the couple of the cool things were then the, the, where you tee off from, there's there's five yard increments. So there's three tee, tee boxes. So essentially you can do every five yards out to, um, you know, the targets are every 15, but the right. tee off range is every, and it's all shaded for, you know, to block you from the Arizona sun so you can practice. Right. But then, and then in the middle of these little greens um, are little like circular bells. So, because I, I, I'm a big fan of getting like, uh, like rewarded when you hit targets, like yeah. the audio Can part of feedback, it. yeah, audio feedback, yeah, exactly. So and then they like it's just a really cool sound, like a, it, it sounds like ringing like a cowbell or a dinner bell, like just a just a good sound to it. And it's in the middle of all these bullseyes out all this way. That one was really cool. Something that um, I mean, honestly, I want to like advocate for. I don't know. I'd, it'd be cool if one of the courses around here had even just a couple targets with more like things that you could hit that would make a noise. Yeah, not just you know, not just a beat up car in the middle of a fair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, for those that don't know, the local driving range at my course, these uh, they for years they've parked and they bring in new cars every year so you can break the windows, but they bring in an old beat up car and. It's not quite the same thing I'm going after. No. It, uh, I'm more traditional and not looking like, you know, a junkyard. Yeah. But whatever. They did have circular targets out there, so I'll give them that. <laughs> but, um, you know, maybe a few more. And the other cool thing, and I don't know if you want to add or, uh, to the, you know, we were talking about practice facilities because of yours. Yeah. But. Um, well, and maybe you can incorporate it because you know you haven't you haven't broke ground yet. But so anyway, also at Arizona, there was like essentially like a hundred foot ish square putting green, but then it was broken into quarters of uh, twenty five feet ish, like whatever the measurements were. And each twenty five feet section was a different gradient, so it went one degree slope, two degrees, three degrees, and four degrees. Yeah. Because pretty much that's the majority, 99% of all putting greens. Yeah. And so there was different, four different tiers, and I thought that was really, really good idea. Yeah, probably not going to have space for that. My putting green's definitely not going to be that large. <laughs> yeah. But you could have, you're going to put, are you going to put slope in it? There'll be, a, yeah, there'll be some, a little yeah. bit of undulation, but not, not the One major. flat spot. Yeah, there'll be a little bit of, of stuff, but I mean, it's you know, it's not it's not going to be too large. Probably maybe like maybe three hundred square feet, something like that. Yeah, or no, I... somewhere close to that in that range. Yeah, maybe a little less, but yeah, maybe I mean, it's not going to be completely flat, awesome. but it's not going to be freaking seeing oh. Andrews out there. Well, this is, I mean, ASU. I mean, come on, it's <laughs> ASU. It's Phil and Amy Mickelson. Yeah. The things, the things you can do with infinite money, right? Yeah, it's incredible. It's incredible. Well, you want to make some picks? Yeah. Let's make some picks. The American Express tournament at the Pete Dye Stadium course in La Quinta, California. La Quinta. You think they're going to be at a? You think they're going to be all staying at a local La Quinta out there? Uh, I think. Get the full experience. 
Yeah, I would bet that La Quinta would be willing to put up some pros. Oh yeah, for sure. If they if they still want to, if they still choose. They choose to. Yeah, this is a. It's a good field. Yeah, pretty decent. Well, I'm feeling extra nice. I'll let you pick first. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, as my my big dog pick. I'm gonna go with uh, Johnny Rom. Thought you might do something. And I did. I did something. Just like that. Yep. Uh, as they say in Spain, go Rom. Go Rom. Um. All right. Yeah, I I kind of do like this uh, power ranking pick. Um, and I and I want to follow him a lot this year. Uh, I think he's gonna have another phenomenal year. Is Patty Ice, otherwise known as Patrick Cantlay. Patrick Cantlay. Ice in his veins. Ice in his veins. Can't lay or can he? All right. Well, we can bring it back with a uh, dark horse here. Yeah, for this one we gotta we gotta stretch a little bit more, don't we? Huh? A little bit. Hey, my dark horse last week almost won. This is this is where you can pick some winners here. It might be dark horses, but they can be winners. Or, in my case, they can, you know, finish runner-up in a playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm saying. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Of course. I'm going to bring it back with a Michael Thompson. Michael Thompson? Uh Uh-huh. He, uh... Coming off a good week, you know, you know, it's not a guarantee, obviously, as you just found out with Cameron, but uh, he did get a T5 last week, so yeah. uh, I think he's tra- heading in the right direction. He- All right. All right. Uh, I think uh, I think my dark horse, you know what, I'm going to go new year, 2022, new year, new Ricky. That's right. <laughs> I'm believing. I'm believing. He's getting back on track. It starts this week. Well, Gotta believe. Okay. Gotta believe. Right. It's just a matter of time before you picked him, so... Might as well just pick him. Go early. Get it out of the way. Rip out. Rip off the bandage, you know? Good old Ricky Fowler. He's getting back on track. And then uh, my good old Trunk Slammer, which hard, hard to beat... What you did this week. I mean, technically you can't. I can't. I literally can't. The only way I could, on a technicality basis, would be if nobody withdrew and, and like, legit, like, everyone played and the last place. I'm not saying it would be better, but, like, on a tie-breaking scenario, I think that would count. If there was less withdrawals. Less yeah. than one. Yeah, if there were no withdrawals, I feel like that's the only way you could possibly beat what you <sighs> did you, there. I think you grasped it for sure. I'm just saying tie-breaking scenario. I'm just, I'm just saying technicality-wise. <laughs> I don't 
I'm not you, saying you really, you're really trying to be worse than me. I'm. <laughs> I'm so much worse than you. Um, like I'm not trying to diminish what you did. Not at all. I'm just laying laying it out there, you know, just that in was- case it possibly happens. It's all I'm saying. All right, we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with Jared Wolf. Who? Jared Wolf. Yeah. He's got a he's got a decent profile picture right there. I think it's good enough. Good enough reason to pick him to slam his trunk. The wolf. Yeah, I mean, I think the other wolf is going to have a good week. I think he's. I think he's. Yeah. Due. Yeah. Uh, Matt Wolf. Yeah. Uh, and Matthew Wolf. Excited to see him back in action here. Uh, what we got here? I'm going. Uh, I'm going. Grayson Sig. Grayson Sig. All right. Grayson Sig Slammer. That is, he's got he, he's got a nice mustache going on. That would give me to him. Normally, I, I like the stash. Yeah. You're just not feeling it in La Quinta, are you? No. Yeah, they don't they don't like stashes there. That's why I heard through the grapevine. <laughs> so you've heard. So I've heard. So, uh, well, there are the picks. Those are the picks for the American Express. Uh, Nick's got Patty, Patrick Cantley uh, as his big dog. I got John Rahm. Uh, for Dark Horse, I have Ricky Fowler to Nick's Michael Thompson. And then bringing up the rear, the Trunk Slammers, Nick's got Grayson Sig, and I have Jared Wolf. So, yeah, those are our picks. Can we possibly do better than we did this week? Who knows? Maybe. Maybe not. We'll find out. Next week. Gotta wait a week to find out. Yep. So that's it for this week. We'll see you next week. If you are one of those folks living like Nick's father in places where you can golf year-round and you're not taking a break at this moment, hit him straight. Do it for me and Nick. Smoke him if you got him. Smoke them if you got them. Peace, love, and birdies. Arno Palmer is the Masters champion of 1960. Expect anything different? It's just not a fair fight. Oh, no, it yeah. really isn't, Roger. <laughs> I mean, that is phenomenal. Oh, it's not a cut. That's a slice. And it's a good one, too. Huh.